Blog Talk Radio. Gangsta Holistic Barbershop Conversations. It's time to open up the shop and chop it up. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Gangsta Holistic Barbershop Conversations. I am your host, wellness advocate, Jay Allen, and author, okay? We got a great show for you guys today. We are talking about passionpreneur, like what's your passion, okay? Now, the money chases the value. Once again, the money chases the value, okay? All right, all right. So, people, if you guys want to call up, the number is 515-602-9763. Once again, that's 515-602-9763. And, yo, you know, today we got a very special guest in the building. But before we introduce her, as always, along with me on the ride, it's the Southern Boy, Third Eye View. What's happening? What's happening, Shadi? What's going on, y'all? How y'all feel out there? <laughs> man, what's good with you, man? How you doing, brother? Oh, it's been a it's been a busy spring full, eventful week, but everything is panning out. Uh okay. getting, I'm getting back on track, getting back in the rhythm of things, but all is well and getting better. Well that's what's up, man. Well I'm glad that you are here. And you know we got a definitely we got a special guest tonight, and um, oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm go ahead and let you, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let you go ahead and roll out before you roll out the red carpet. I want you to kind of touch on the topic. Now the topic of the show is called passionpreneur. Okay, y'all know that we didn't call it you no know, entrepreneur. Okay, we said that passion. That part. So right. So I'm gonna let my, my my guy right here run that down. Okay, and let y'all know what time it is. Go ahead, sir. Do your thing, bro. Uh, all right. All right. Basically, we're talking about people may have heard this term. I actually wrote an e-book about five years ago on why passionpreneurs uh, profit and make more than entrepreneurs. And y'all about to hear why today. This is, this is what I love about the full circle of things. Y'all about to really see that happen and manifest in action. Uh, basically, about finding your niche, finding your passions. We're going to go through all of that. And our special guest, this, this is family. Y'all, y'all understand this is family today, so it's it's going to be all love. But really talking about business, we hear so much. We have so many advertisements uh, via social media, via people in our ears, via ads and everything else about business and what to do. Uh, you're not an entrepreneur if you work in a nine-to-five. Okay, no, not true. Or, you know, things of, in that nature, a lot of false information which kind of discourage people from getting started. And many times we really don't know how to get started. We just kind of jump onto the next 
biggest thing or the next uh, whatever's trending at that time, and we try to really jump on it because we're not thinking long-term. We're thinking quick dollar, hustle mentality, and rather thinking business mentality, long-term mentality, growth, and things of that nature. And our guest today, my sister, economics got to show us and tell us through that. Because for a while she had, like we all do, we all kind of go, we take a hiatus from social media. And it's not that I missed her from social media. The part I love is how she came back to social media. She was back, and I got to read and look, and I was like, hell yeah, that's how you do it. (laughs) Without further ado, our sister, our family member, Akinondrum is in the house, y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank love it, love it, love it, love it. Absolute, absolute honor to be here. I don't know if I was supposed to talk now. <laughs> yeah. Forgive me if I just no, you, you said it's family, so I just you know, I just came on in, right? Just just, just sit down. So J- thank you so very do. much. Jet like family thank do. you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, all right, all right. This so, is one I've so. absolutely been looking forward to, uh, to be honest with you when uh Gangsta reached out, you know, and I I got an idea of his yeah. background and everything. I mean, him being from my old stomping ground, you know, as well. So I was like, gotcha. yeah, this is definitely an intersection uh, where we need to meet, you know. So thank you very much for having me. I'm honored. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, we're going to have some fun, y'all. So, you know, people out there, if you guys have any questions, you're a small business owner, um, you guys are welcome to call up. The number is 515-602-9763. Once again, that is 515-602-9763. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it, Passionpreneur. Before we talk about anything, I want to talk about the importance. I want you to talk about the importance of black business because I saw a transition from your page, um, I, would, I would say around the time that uh, of Nipsey's past. Um, it just seemed like your page took a whole different turn as far as just um, giving out a lot of information to help out small black businesses. And can you talk a little bit about that? Right. Well, initially when I came to Instagram, I actually came to do what I'm doing now. And that Mm. followed because um, when I went back to, when I went to school, when I went to college, as an adult, you know, I had dropped out of high school, and um, I was having a, a wonderful time, great success, one of the best times of my life in college, and I wanted to share that journey. So, you know, on my space, it was primarily friends and family, and I figured everybody mm-hmm. knew my yeah. backstory. You know, my parents was on drugs. I think, you know, everybody knew my life, that when I was mm-hmm. sharing my accolades, I thought that they would actually, you know, piece it together and be inspired by it, but what I realized is I was actually intimidating people. So it's like, okay, yeah, you graduate. I mean, you dropped out of high school. How do you go from that to transferring with a 3.9? How do you go from that to getting into Berkeley? How do you go to that from the dean? You know, so what I realized is I didn't share the process. That's what the process. So when I came to Instagram and I had decided to go entrepreneur, um, I started sharing the process in the beginning. So I was like, okay, you guys, this is what I'm using for my uh, business plan. I'm using live plan. Or I was taking people like, okay, I'm going to the bank to open up my business bank account today. You know, so I was showing yes. you. Yes. 
And what happened was we all kind of got side-swept into the Black Lives Matter wave because the incidences started to come and they were frequent, so it kind of pivoted, right? So as I'm touching on those topics in real time, because I had something to contribute, it's not – it's not lost on me. I'm 44. So this is not new in terms of injustice and, you know, I'm, this is not new for us. And then I'm formally educated mm-hmm. on the matter. So I had conversation for that, and that just became the megaphone. So I was still trying to give business information, but nobody really wanted to hear it at the time. You know, the focus was just yes. on that. So that's why I left because – I was still building my business in the background and I was trying to tell people like, yo, we talking about distractions, but this is becoming a distraction. How much of our lives are we supposed to just spend on Mm. death? We're not, you know, Mm. this is not conducive with goals. This is eating away at us. And I figured if I'm warning, if I'm, if I'm, you know, warning folks and I'm being affected by it, I don't want to be a cog in the system because here I am reporting and talking on it, but I'm also participating yes, in it. Yes. So I decided, you know what, let me step back. And uh, my goal is to be contributory to the community. So if I don't have anything I feel that like I'm adding a value, then let me, you know, step back. And when I came back, I was like, you know what, we're not doing no more triggers. We're not no, no, I still get mm. the DMs, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. show me. it's not like I don't see it, but you can get that content right. anywhere gotcha. right now. I needed us mm-hmm. to have a primary laser <laughs> focus. And so I said, that's what I'm doing, and that's it, and that's all. You know, and so why so, is it important to black business? Really quick. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not, not, no, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. sorry. Let me ask you a question. So when did you see people start to actually gravitate to it? Was it, would you say, was it them seeing the res- your results, or like what actually made people start coming? Well, that's just it. At the end of the day, we all are kind of like trauma-driven, Right. We're trauma driven. And so Absolutely. I feel like what happens with us is what happens with us is we got into it, we got distracted by it, and we go into a panic mode. I actually call it terminal mode. It is when we have decided or believe our imminent death. So the more you see of this death, yes. you're like, Oh my God, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. So you start thinking living short term. After five years of this, people are patting themselves down like, oh, my God, the police didn't kill me. I'm still alive. Oh, 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 shit. You know, so it's like, oh, now what? What happened was people realized and they looked up and they saw all these other people thriving and growing while all you were doing was protesting and marching, right? People had their heads down and was grinding. (laughs) So now we look up like, snap. You know what I mean? You feeling like, oh, man, I got to hurry up and get Mm. outside. So now you want to have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Now you want to talk about it. So now we're on entrepreneur weight. So, you know, and I think for me where it pivoted for folks to come to me is because just like people exploited the Black Lives Matter wave, they're exploiting Uh the entrepreneur wave. And they're extorting you out of money. They're talking about, oh, I could get you a little dropship store real quick to pay me $99 for this webinar. They're gravitating to me because I'm giving it for free. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what they like. They like oh, okay. <laughs> you know absolutely, what? Uh, absolutely. I'm so to, glad. Uh, I'm, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Third. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I just kind of I'm so glad she touched on because at the time of social media and IG, you know, it's uh, 
her and I were we're within this this bubble community of consciousness that started was so traumatized, and I and we're talking about he asked her about the importance of black business, and it's so key that y'all really hear what she said as far as we got caught in this wave, and and which was kind of depleting the possibilities of growing black businesses and things like that because nobody was into supporting black business was in supporting the trauma and the protests and things of that nature. So when we, so we got to take some blame for ourselves as a black community to understand how we also contributed that. We can't start pointing fingers at people saying, Hey, y'all are not doing this or we're not doing that. And realize right. at one point in time, you know what I'm saying? Cause we're trauma. Like she said, we're trauma driven that a lot of black potential Businesses and entrepreneurs, we we kind of fell back almost four or five, three to five years due to not being focused on to the main goals of economics and things of that nature. So I'm so glad you touched on that part to, so people can take accountability of what we do as a collective and really understand right. how right. we as a collective affect, yeah, how we as a collective affect the collective. And I do want to so answer so the much. question, why is black business so important? Because America – Yes as an institution, values merchant commerce over person individual. Okay? The police are here to protect and serve the wealth of the people. See, people don't get that part. What do I mean by that? If you call the police as a business owner, they're going to respond faster than a homeowner. That's right. Merchant commerce runs America. Without commerce, you have no city, you have no town. Businesses are the absolute fundamental are key to the industrialized nation that we live in. So if you are in Detroit, you can be $30,000 delinquent on your water bill. They won't cut you off. But as a resident, you can be $300,000 behind. <laughs> They're going to cut your water off. Right? That's right. See, we have to understand mm-hmm. that if you learn to incorporate yourself, you will get better credit. You, you, they'll throw money at you because Ooh. you are the driving force behind right. su- supplying the city with tax dollars. Why? Because you're paying business, you're employing people, they're paying taxes, right? If, if, have you ever seen towns where they were built on, say, a Navy base or Air Force base, like March Air Force Base in California? When March mm-hmm. Air Force Base left, that whole town the the residents, the, the stores, everything was dependent on that one facility. When they left, people Absolutely. were upside down in their home values. The residents right. can't keep that Absolutely. city afloat. Businesses are. So this is why it's important that we learn to get in on this business identity. It's very important. So that I wanted to answer the question. Okay. All right. Uh, now, I don't know so if – uh, you know how we do it around here at Conundrum, but this is how we do it. Now, what did you think about that? What she just said, Third? I'm, I'm gonna let you do that. I'm gonna let you do it, Third. Go ahead and do your thing, man. Oh, oh, I gotta pass the collection plate. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, I don't have. I don't. I, I, I want to. I want to pass the collection plate because <laughs> and fill it up. I'm gonna pass it to you, and we're gonna we're gonna put it in the LLC into a business account since we're talking. You know, we're gonna do it right. We're gonna invest it right and do it right. But thank you so okay. much for that definition because people really look at business as an individual thing, whether you're sole proprietor, LLC, S-Core, things, and they really don't understand that United States Corporation, 
versus mm-hmm. the United States of America and what their corporation really incurred. Thank you so much for that uh, breakdown. And what I wanted to uh, kind of go into next, nine to five versus entrepreneurship. Can you please touch on that for us? I think that you can do both. I, I just recently did a post, and I like what you said in the opener. I did a post, and it was cute. Little dog was bobbing his head, and he was just dancing, right? And the heading, okay. uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is every entrepreneur at their job knowing they won't be there forever. We got to get out of this mentality, <laughs> and people, <laughs> they keep putting this pressure on you, like, you got to quit your job so you can focus on it. Well, first off, we're infants in commerce. We don't have enough mm. knowledge. We don't That's have right. a support system yeah. to just jump out there all the time. We have responsibilities, and we have a lot of growing pains to get through before we can go mm. full-time entrepreneurship. So to me, when you go to work, you need to look at your job as seed money. for your. You need to look at your Thank job you. as a silent partner who has no equity right. and gets no interest, mm. but he's paying mm. Instead of you saying, oh, you're an entrepreneur, what you doing working at Walmart? Actually, I'm here learning logistics and shipping. You feel me? <laughs> On somebody else's <laughs> dime. That's what I'm That's doing. That's right. Absolutely. You, That's right. Before you can be a boss, you got to be an employee. That's number one. To learn business, okay. be in business. And the best thing you can do is go to work, soak up all of that knowledge, and look at it as a paid training course. That's what mm. your job is. You know, so when people are like nine to five versus, you can do both. You know, people go and do internship. For what? I go get a job and get paid. Right. You know, and learn the same set of skills (laughs) on someone else's dime. Now, let me ask you uh, really quick. So um, talk to the tone of, okay, so it's a new day and age, okay? I heard Dame Dash say this was a little while back that, if you're not teaching your child to do anything, something on the Internet, whether it's a post or, you know, reply back to something, send an email, do this, do that, a graphic design, then you're setting them up for failure. So what, what do you think about the old school way of thinking as far as like, especially in the black community, of, as far as like the good job, good benefits? Speak a little bit about that. I think that we need to – take a real good look around. Now, there are some solid institutions that are never going to go anywhere as long as they're human beings. Right. There are always the jobs that people don't want to do or can't do. Plumbing, right? Uh, You're going to always have those facilities. But a lot of jobs are moving into – I did a post yesterday about automation. You have kiosk at McDonald's. McDonald's used to be your – your your birthright as a teenager in America mm-hmm. to get a job. <laughs> right. That was your birthright, right? Every teenager, I'm going to McDonald's. They are replacing you with kiosks now, okay? Mm. In terms of the good job, what actually made me become an entrepreneur was working and getting a little bit behind the scenes peek into how things go. A lot of people don't want to become entrepreneurs. They're like, get a good job. Just get a good job. It'll last forever. You don't want to do that. It's too unstable. Okay, well, let's look at a lot of the big, stable companies that have fallen, right, needed to be bailed out. You have good, stable places that have literally fallen by the wayside. At the end Mm -hmm. of the day, what I learned is you're trusting another person with your entire life. You're trusting people that you don't even get to see the profit and loss statement 
I worked somewhere and found out that the people were so incompetent. This company was hanging on by a thread. We were about to lose this any minute now, but the people at the job had no idea when they promised Ford, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay you because he's going to pay me. I'm going to pay you because he's going to pay me. You have no idea what you're talking about. I worked at a casino and I was a concert waitress, <laughs> and this guy, he won $50,000, and he wasn't happy. And I was like, okay. how are you? He said, I'm $75,000 in debt on my business credit. But I mm. his employees mm. don't know that. When they sign right. up with leases and, and contracts, mm. you know, like, oh, because you think I'm doing my part. Everything's going to be perfect. I've worked somewhere where they sold the company, and I knew that they were selling it two months prior. He did not want to tell the employees until the day of and knew that that staff wasn't going to be transferred over because he was too worried about them not showing up and performing. So you don't even know half wow. the time. These people are more interested wow. in themselves and their bottom, their bottom line. Hmm. Okay. I've seen that um, so many times over and over again. So many times. Right. I'll give you a good example. About six years ago, um, I, I – I was working. I think I was working from home. I was like doing customer service for AT and T, and I got into a lot of the. At the time, I think the hottest thing there was going was a lot of the internet, uh, a lot of the pyramid things, or we could do the internet access. And I actually left the job. I sustained myself for about fifteen months uh, without a job. Now, sustain may be the wrong word for that. Meaning I was able to pay bills, but I was probably eating oodles and noodles the whole mm-hmm. time. And what I quickly realized is that you can't jump onto these tr- to these trends. I realized if lack of information and following trends is not a business. A uh, mm-hmm. great, great YouTuber of mine, high school buddy, is uh, Bermuda Grass Central. I actually introduced him to because his knowledge about lawn care is like I put him up against anybody in the world on it. He's you know been doing it as a teenager. He he's just it's phenomenal. So he started doing YouTube, and he's probably generating off of YouTube along with working with the post office. But YouTube alone, he's generating anywhere from 800 to $1,200 a month just off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got with a business, fertilizer business, who is now taken over by the sun. They have not expanded. Why? Because, as you spoke about earlier, the father doesn't understand that times have changed. And I can understand. You kind of look around and see what's going on around you. He doesn't understand the time to change and the power of the Internet. So luckily him and the son are getting together, and now he's forming a sponsorship partnership uh, with that. And all by why. He just did what he did as a niche uh, with uh, lawn care and understanding and appealing to the average homeowner. And now here he is monetizing his niche and also creating relationships and also helping another company, a well-established company of probably 80 years, uh, wow. help them also possibly bring their brand back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I introduced this dude to that. <laughs> you That's know what I'm awesome. saying? And he was like, That's why you awesome. get back in it? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So, people, it works. It works. What you about to say, Jay? Oh, no, man. I just, uh, I just wanted to add to that. Well, actually, just kind of go into this right here as far as, like, um, okay. doing something for the passion versus doing it strictly for money. You know, some people out there, they want to start businesses, and they think about, of course, you want to be financially stable. All of us want that. Um, but talk a little bit about that when you're doing something 
strictly just for the money versus you doing it for the passion, how it affects the business, as well as the profit that comes from it. Okay, so as you know, and and entrepreneurs who are honest, it's a hard road. It Mm -hmm. is not Mm -hmm. the easiest, and you have to have something to sustain you through the peaks and the valleys, right? Something that like do the so you have to have something that drives you more than money because for some time the money's not going to be there. So mm. that's where the passion part. Now I also believe you can do both, and okay, I've had small hustles that fed into the larger picture. And these were things that I wasn't necessarily just overwhelmingly passionate about. So I created a hair product. And I know me. Um, I know I'm a creative. I'm, I'm, I'm a zero to 60. I don't really have a middle, right? So this has to be a real quick, you know, get this money in and out, or this is going to be my long term, you know, I'm stuck with this. That, um, my profit okay. margins on that were 85, uh, um, 85%. Oh, I'm sorry. So, so it was a good <laughs> turnkey type of an operation, I was able to make money, and I was able to use that to pay for the things that I needed for my business, whether it was bills or whatever, just to keep me. So I believe that you can do that, but you just have to be honest with what you're doing. No, this is not my forever thing. This is my quick thing, so you know exactly mentally how much emotion, how much uh, money you're going to put in this, you know, what it is, mm-hmm. and be realistic with yourself. Um, so... You can, to me, you can have you can have both, and sometimes they can complement each other. You know, it can be a side thing, and sometimes they can actually, uh, you know, work in unison. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm. Right now, I like that. I definitely like. What about um, what about like so nowadays we see so many, you know, so many businesses like just going out of business. You know, like we were kind of mentioned earlier, a lot of these places are going out of business. A lot of people are doing their shopping online. So what is your opinion as far as like a brick and mortar versus doing it online like e-commerce? Brick and mortar, here's the thing. I think there's 4,900 retail stores that are closing this year. Brick and mortar. Wow. Is it because people are not shopping? No, people are still shopping. The thing that I've told people forever, which is the biggest, the best-selling thing in the past, present, and in the future, is convenience. Convenience is the major disruptor for every industry, right? (laughs) Convenience is where Uber killed the taxi industry. Convenience. Mm -hmm. Now, is it that people don't need to get where they – same thing. They still need to get where they're going. Someone just made it more convenient. There is no reason Walmart should not be Amazon. Walmart had everything, the logistics, the retail. They had every single thing that Amazon needed to get to, including the grocery component. But Amazon didn't pay attention to, they were antiquated like your friend's father. They're not taking yeah. the Internet seriously. Yeah. They're not. So Amazon came in and be, it was everything. Toys R Us. Why is Toys R Us going out of business? Kids are never going to not have toys. That makes no sense. If Toys R Us was smart, they would have dedicated half of their retail locations to being fulfillment centers and got barbecue to your dough in two hours like Amazon does. Mm. Makes absolutely no sense. Now, 
well, they'll think, oh, I got to get a fleet of cars. No, you don't. Do what Jeff Bezos did. He got with Uber. He got with Uber. He got with the post office and said, what y'all doing on Sunday? Not much of nothing. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. And you're going out of business because of email and everything else. So how about we utilize the post office vehicles? I'm going to load them up with the Amazon, and then y'all going to see? It's just they're not thinking uh, convenience. Get something to your co- Everyone is still shopping. They're still eating. I've used Uber Eats maybe 15 times this month, or last month, okay? Right. Still eating. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, and I, and I, and I do so that, Uber Eats from time to time. <laughs> right. Delivery. So it's just really more, that's why brick and mortar. And if you have an opportunity, do not do brick and mortar first. Do e-commerce because you don't have the overhead. You don't have the lease. You don't have the, the hurdles to go through. Prove your business as a concept and let it outgrow until you absolutely need a physical, you know, something that's going to make you more money or save time or convenience for your customers. Absolutely. Blockbuster, too late for you. You didn't listen. You didn't innovate. <laughs> Speaking of which, I actually came up with Netflix before Netflix was Netflix. And uh, uh-huh. I'm kicking myself wow. in the butt for it because I was going to write Blockbuster. Because when the, remember the PlayStation 2 came out, I was like, man. Yes. And we were uh, bootlegging the movies from these little sites online. I said, yo, it would yeah. be yeah. if they put the movies in one thing. <laughs> yeah. Online. It was right there. Right yeah. there, billions of dollars. Right there. Okay. Right there. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Uh, what I wanted to ask you. Um, and I, going back to, not really going back, when getting started, a lot of people, we kind of listen to everybody else and we kind of watch what everybody else is doing and we try to emulate that. Uh, and many times people are unable to succeed in that unless their business model enough, like you were, to understand, okay, this is just a, a hit and run. I know I'm going to get in this for this, get in and out. If they, they understand that, but they're able to maneuver what is it about, what do people need to understand or how can people find what their niche is, what their talent is, and how can they monetize that or capitalize off of that? I think it's just really asking yourself, what do you find yourself doing uh, that distracts you a lot of times? What do you find okay. yourself doing and being consumed with that's taking away your attention? What do you find yourself obsessed with that, and you're not even being paid for it. So there's people who love gossip sites. They love them. They spend all their yes. time on gossip sites. You need to make a gossip site. A lot of times people get too caught up in being the, um, the expert in the field or being the actor in the thing. If you love, say, cigars, you're a cigar aficionado, You don't have to own a cigar shop. You don't have to make cigars to create and curate things that cigar lovers like. You could make a page about your passion of cigars. You now have established yourself as an expert in the field, right? Now people are like, oh, he has all the the good posts on cigars and stuff like that. And, you know, they're coming to you. So the audience is there. Now you have a strategic audience. The next thing you should do is start to interview Cigar owners, right? Now you're getting the people to come to you who are experts in the field. You're just creating content. So next thing you know, you have this amazing cigar blog, this amazing cigar podcast, all of these followers, 
And now brands are going to want to participate with you because you have a hyper-focused audience for their product, and you don't even uh, make cigars. (laughs) Whatever it is you love, just position yourself to share it, talk about it, and then sector into how can I get around the area of the people. People love to be interviewed. They love to be interviewed, especially if they're subject matter experts on something. And then you can just roll that over. Next thing you know, you might be getting endorsements and sponsorships from cigar companies. You're going to all the cigar conventions all over the world, right? Bam. And you're a renowned expert. Now you're on the panel, <laughs> right? It was like, yeah, I don't have a cigar company. <laughs> but I know cigars. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, That's it. beautiful. And talk so, about what you love. And you'll find yourself, you won't have to force yourself to do it. You'll be doing it because it's something that you love. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So um, there are some people out there who, you know, they give uh, I don't think it's anything wrong with giving out free information. You do it all the time. I do it all the time. Third, I know you do it all the time. So let me ask you this, though. How do people get to a place of really valuing their intellectual property? And I'm not necessarily saying placing a monetary value on it, but just having a self-value for it and knowing that, yo, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? I think that there's a model that um, when you decide, you know, what you want to do, people tend to say, okay, I want to do this and I want to get paid for it. Well, what am I paying you for? How do I know that you know how to do it? So there's a model. It's like three and three and three. You give the first three away for free to collect the data. You give the next three away at cost, you know, what it actually costs you to get there. So now you have more traction. You give the next three away for half price that you're going to charge, the tenth one, and on, you're doing full. You have to establish some traction before. Once you start to understand and prove yourself and you get in demand, and then you have to survey the field around you and see what are the going rates, what are people charging for these things and these services, and, you know, be real with yourself. Because a lot of people, I I remember I asked a few bloggers, uh, hey, I'm looking for some bloggers that I wanted to run some ads with. I got girls coming to me with 2,000 followers talking about $50. What? $50? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You know what? She did the That's funny to me because, you know, I'm a person who I understand numbers as far as, like, social media is, so that is very funny. That's, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Turn rate. I don't give a damn if all two thousand of them click the link. It still ain't enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I asked wow. her, "Are you have you tested the waters to see what people are charging?" Right. Right. Well, right. no. I think you probably should get out there and just get an idea. I mean, I had people with eight hundred followers. I was like, "Do you think I made a money or some eight hundred? Well, I'm thinking hundred. <laughs> You have 800 followers, ma'am. What are you? This 
is not an they exaggeration. They want a dollar for I have the DM conversation. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> So you I'm can't make it up, huh? Y'all better I'm not stop making it up. I was appalled. Y'all I was deeply offended. Right you know, like, <laughs> are you playing a guessing game? You know what? Oh, she, she was like, let me just go high, though. you know. Okay. So <laughs> you know, definitely before you get out there, you know, know what you have, understand the value of it, and, again, give it for free. If you feel like, you know, I want to start a webinar, Get a few folks on there for free. Get some tracks and get the kinks worked out. See if it, you know, if it has the value. Give it to the next people that cost whatever's going to cost you. Give it to the next few folks that have, and then work that up first, and then you know you can get an idea if you even have something worth selling or people want to buy. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, what we're going to do right now? We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, people. Like I said, people, you want to call up, the number is 515-602-9763. Once again, that's 515-602-9763. This is Gangster Holistic Barbershop Conversations, and we have Akinundra in the building. We are talking passionpreneur, okay? The money chases the value. So we'll take a, a quick break, okay. and we will be right back. It's not that I don't. people we are back this is gangster holistic barbershop conversations i am your host wellness advocate and author jay allen and along with me on the ride is third eyes you what up third what up oh man hey if y'all listening live and listening on the replay y'all gonna y'all should love us right now for this bringing economical on and giving this game because, well, like I said in the very beginning, we talked about the importance of black business. And basically, you got to understand what commerce is and understanding that word. Go, go Google it. Go look it up. Go do your historical research on it and understand. Then you understand why the importance of black business and what it is and why it works and what doesn't it, and why it does not work based on us not really understanding or understanding what business really is. And we just talked about a array of subjects. She is just knocking them out the box. Hey man, million dollar worth of game right here. 
Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's go into, okay, so we know, of course, a lot of small business owners, you know, follow your page. I know that I do. You know, I, I get them jewels, and I've been putting them in my back pocket. I done made me a gold chain. I can answer them, okay? Now, <laughs> <laughs> now uh, I want you to tell us some of the things that you see quite frequently as far as, like, business owners and some of just the little bitty mistakes that they're making um, that they may not be cognizant of? Um, I think that small business owners make mistakes and so do large business owners, which is, you okay. know, you see okay. huge companies not paying attention to their customer like Snap. Remember how everybody mm-hmm. was, like, up or about how Snap changed the system or the GUI, you know, the graphic user interface or the experience on Snap. Snap didn't listen. Snap is almost mm-hmm. dead. You know, they're hanging on by a thread. Um, you see large companies just not paying attention to their customer, and this is taking place on a small scale and a large scale. That's number mm-hmm. one. Yes. In terms of small yes. business, some of the mistakes that small business owners make is not thinking long-term picture. I look at it like rappers. Bingo. You ever see rappers come out and their name is little such and such and little? I'm yep. like, well, you ain't going to never grow up, huh? You you never thought <laughs> your grown ass was still going to be here. Why would you name yourself little? So you you never thought you was going to get beat. You, you just you really stacked it off at, huh? This was it. So you have to... See your brand. When I did my hair product, I never knew where I was going to take it. But when I designed my bottles, I designed them visualizing them on the shelf. And I was like, okay, how are the customers going to react? How will they know if this is their particular tone? Because they were they were designed into five different tones. And but my okay. my designing from it was visualizing it on the shelf. Did it mean that I wanted to take it? No, but I always leave the potential open. You know, you have to leave your – it's kind of like when you see people with tattoos all over their face, so you ain't got no damn goals. Like, you you never mm. – you ain't aspiring for, for shit. Like, this is it, huh? This is – you know, so soon as I see you, you with all these face tattoos, I know where you're limiting yourself. I don't mm. want the tattoos all over my body because I don't know where the hell I want to go in life. And But I want to make sure I'm able to get in there. So a lot of small businesses, Absolutely. they think small. They name their businesses trendy shit, bling, bling, such and such. So bling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now you just bling. You know, you know they stupid, stupid as the people who name, they email, they email like uh, hot, hot such and such uh 2010. Hot girl summer okay. 93 at Gmail. Right. Like, what the heck? <laughs> no future, huh? No. Ain't thinking. That would be. <laughs> small businesses have to think big because every big business was once a small business. Every mm, single absolutely. one of them. So that, that would be absolutely. my advice. And please, and please, let me tell you something. And while she's speaking on those, those that thing, now, a lot of small businesses, up-and-coming entrepreneurs, I really, 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 really want to support you. But things she just described says, like, uh, you're not going to be around long enough for me to continue 
purchasing your product. You don't want to hear that. You don't understand why I feel that way and why I'm not supporting you. And they're like, yeah, I don't support black businesses. Yeah, because you look at your name. Look at your product. You got basically uh, labels from CBS that you done uh, um, sharpied on there, the name and the logo. You know, I think the product is awesome, but your presentation, and, the, and it doesn't show that you really put any longevity thinking or thought into it. You didn't even, I mean, there's graphic arts you can do from your iPhone and print stuff out, but you didn't even take it, right. you know, a little step like that. And it's like, I really want to support you. So a lot of people, and I hate using the word black business all the time, but we have to think, she said it, we have to think long-term and think grand. You got to see yourself competing with the companies that are billion-dollar companies already because your product mm-hmm. might be along with that billion-dollar company. And that billion-dollar company right. like an Amazon or a Walmart or a chain store, you know, how do you go put your, 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 uh, your uh, product, take it to the store, put it on the shelf, and tell me what you think. Right. And then if you should look at it crazy, that's how I'm looking at you. <laughs> Have some pride about what it is that right. you damn doing. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't blame all y'all niggas ain't blame y'all ain't doing nothing for nobody. Y'all don't want to support nobody. Yeah. Okay, okay. You right, you right, bro. You right, bro. We ain't we ain't shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um so a lot of people out there that's doing this, you know, the entrepreneurial thing and you know, they on this road, like we said, it's not a it's not an easy road all the time. So what would be your advice for the people out there? Um, who are doing this, who may have some struggles or motivation someday. You know, some days you you get up, you don't feel like doing that. You don't feel like posting this, or you don't feel like sending that email. So, I mean, how do they stay kind of motivated as well as get through some of the, I mean, because some of us care more than others, as far as like the ridicule, as far as maybe like the non-believers. Okay. So the thing of it is, is, we are often, I, I actually talked about this today, we're often the first or the only in our circle or our families to take this journey. And that makes the majority of us either, you know, single founders or, or, or solopreneurs, uh, whatever you want to call it, but it's typically just one, one-man team. And a lot of times if you are only in your head and in your experience, you can be getting a false reading on how well you're doing or a false reading on how bad you're doing. It's not until you open up and you start talking to other people doing the same thing that you realize, like, oh, okay, so this is an everybody experience. So I'm not the only person fucking up here. Okay. You know, like, you know how you're raising your kid and you like, why his ass is not taking a shower? Why am I having a fight? Like, he just funky as him. Then you start talking to other parents, and they're like, my son don't want to take a bath? Yeah, right. yeah. Like, okay, so it's because you, you're thinking it's you. What am I doing wrong, right. right? And you start to find out, oh, this is just a natural occurrence. This is just part of it. So when you start to network with other people, you realize, like, oh, you got doubters and haters, too. Okay. Oh, yeah. you're struggling on this part, too. That really starts to help you because you don't feel as alone. You don't feel like it's just you. You get a better reading on, okay, so everybody's making those mistakes. That's why I do what I do is I know it's a lot of glossed over glamour images of 
entrepreneurship right now that will have you second guess yes. everything about what the hell you doing. Yes. You sit back like I'm fucking. Why is she together? Like, oh my god, <laughs> she looks good. Everything is perfect, and you start to feel bad or inadequate, right? So I'm bringing truth, transparency, and tools. I'm opening up to people. I'm being honest with people. And that's making people like, man, I thought it was me. Thank you. Okay, okay. When you feel like that, you will feel a little bit more motivated, right? Then I'm honest to say, Absolutely. look, they're going to be out here telling you, go, 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 just wake up, eat, eat. No. Man, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> you can't. Unless you got there sniffing cocaine or some shit. I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> look, sometimes you're tired. And it is okay to take a break. It is okay to disconnect right. today. It is okay to give yourself some me time or whatever it is that that looks like for you um, and then get back in the game, you know, Absolutely. because most of us are working. You take, you're doing multiple things in life, and you're neglecting a lot of your connections, your relationships, so you're not getting that good energy from a lot of the places you usually get it from. So it's okay. You know, it's okay to tap out a little bit and uh, get back in it. One thing I will say, somebody asked me yesterday about motivation. So I asked her, where are you lacking in the motivation? And she pointed out the things that she didn't want to do. And I said, okay, as an entrepreneur, there's going to be a lot of those areas, especially when it comes to, like, admin type shit. If you're a creative, you don't want to do all that shit. Man, you hate that part, right? Oh, God, it took me a month to do my business plan. Like, oh, my God, I hate this, right? (laughs) When I told her, I said, you know, you got to figure out is the lack of motivation for the task or for the overall business, right? Because my dream pushed me past the parts that I hate. That's what gets me up and, like, I got to get through this. So you have to evaluate which one it is. And then, you know, maybe you may have to reassess or pivot. Okay, okay. Good, good point. Good point. All right, so um, let's talk about some. Okay, so it's people out there that's listening to this show. You know, they may have an idea in their head, like, "Hey, you know what? I want to do this, or I want to start this." Like, what would be some just some basic things that you would tell a person to do who would want to start their own small business? What are some first key steps that they need to do? Ask yourself why you feel like you need to start a business. See, people come to me all the time and say, sis, what business? Why should I start? None. What? See, the fact that you're asking me what business you should start, why in the heck? Who said you got to start? See, you for coming to the pressure. Now you're like, I got to start a business too. Listen, everybody does not have to start a business. Businesses need amazing managers. They need amazing customer service reps. They need Mm. amazing bookkeepers. And you don't have to start. So as soon as you – nobody had to tell me what business to start. Nobody had to – that's, to be honest with you, when people are like, well, what should I start? Why? I automatically think nothing. You you shouldn't be doing nothing. Uh, You should be working or finding a business to work for. I mean, I know that hurts. That hurts, but it's the truth. That's like somebody coming to you and saying, do you think I should have a baby? What? 
<laughs> real talk, real spill. What's going to be required for you to raise this child for the next 30 plus years? Because I don't believe in that mm-hmm. 18 cutoff stuff. Uh, <clears throat> if, if you got to ask me about that, I don't think that's what you should be doing. Because I, I need you to be 110, 200% in on this. You get what I'm saying? I don't. I need me to be telling you you shouldn't have a baby. Fuck yeah, I'm having this baby. I need you to be that committed to it because that's what's going to take. When you're starting your business, everyone's going to tell you you don't need to do it. Stop doing it. Why are you doing it? That's stupid. It's never going to work. You got to push past that. So if you're already malleable from the beginning on some, I don't know what you think, you too flimsy. <laughs> no, we need you to be right in on it. So you ask me what? None. That's <laughs> yeah. go, go go update your resume. Right. Thank you. Look, see who hiring. See if you know work with yeah. Invest in a business. You don't have to run it. Find somebody who need money. You know what I mean? Invest. Uh barter. You use your services for equity in the business. So if you just want to feel mm. like you got a business on your resume, do that. You know. Absolutely. And some people are good at assisting other people getting started with their businesses as well. That's not really a bad position. You may be able to assist Mm -hmm. somebody until they do that because people have been telling me, E, third eye, why you ain't doing that? I said, because you're telling me what you want me to do. That's not what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? That's not what I want to do. So don't let people tell you. Hey, you're pretty good at this. You can do that because if you don't see it or don't feel it, it doesn't matter. It's not gonna work. So don't let right. everybody push you into the entrepreneur pool. Like, hey, everybody's doing it. I guess I might as well too. You do what? Hell, at this rate, it's not even gonna be business to consumer. It's just gonna be business to business, every damn thing. Because everybody. Wait, but you know what? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I trip off of. On social media, how everybody's profile says they're a CEO. Like it's oh, gotten yeah. it's gotten to the point where I don't even really like the term anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I, I mean, it's become a new Instagram. It's become a new Instagram model. I'm a model. <laughs> you know, look, just because you got a T-shirt line, don't make you a fashion designer. Like we got to start being honest with these people. You know, right. real oh, talk. Yeah, I'm a, real talk. No, you're not. No, you're not, love. Okay, you are a business enthusiast. That's mm. you. You, you are. <laughs> you are. You happy about the thought, the, the prospect of it, but that don't mean that you're actually actively doing it. You know, but then, mm. see, they be saying you should get a podcast. I don't know. I think y'all like me nice and hopeful and fluffy because if you get me on the phone, sh- gonna hurt your feelings. <laughs> now, when they hit me up in DMs, I'm a little different. When I call them on the phone, yeah. I have I have Simon Cowell a few folks like, oh my god, I thought you were gonna. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> right, like, you can turn into Mister Wonderful, just crushing dreams. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's not that. It's just for some people, I know that you're being because what breaks my heart is I get the DMs is like, sis. I had a, I did my LLC. I did all this stuff. I lost my money. I didn't pay the taxes this year. I'm back on my taxes now. You know, I see the end result, the other side of this, the ugly side that right. okay. people were pushed into this prematurely, and now 
you know, they're struggling. They're in financial ruin. They, you know, they've invested in all of this inventory. They got a whole garage of fidget spinners sitting some damn where. You know, just <laughs> so for sure. Real talk. That's real how, talk. You know, that's how. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. 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 Well, um, real quick before we uh, we're gonna wrap the show up in a little bit, but before we wrap the show up. Uh, Miss Akinandrum, we want to have a little fun with you. Would you mind us doing that? Okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. As, she, as she says nervously. <laughs> very, very, very nervously. Okay. <laughs> so real quick, so we know that you are on the East Coast now, correct? Yes. Okay, so you are on the East Coast, but you are originally – from California. Yes, sir. Am I right? Okay. So since you are originally from California, we want to kind of we want to kind of test your West Coast. Can we do oh, that real quick? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, she, she got you like, oh shit, run it, nigga, run it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm I'm gonna play a couple of songs, and I just want you and if you should know that if you're from the West Coast, okay. You should know these songs. Hey, and I need anybody you to tell listening, me. they did not tell me. None of this shit was going to happen, okay? Yeah, we, we, not we, we, <laughs> okay, go ahead on. We Don't did, judge we me. Did. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we need you to tell us who sings this song here. We got three of them for you, but this is the first one. Okay, okay. you ready? All right. Okay, you got that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's a yeah. West Coast song. Okay. Right? <laughs> All right. Go ahead on. Confidence building. I would look. I would have had All my right. iPad out. I would have hit y'all. I would have been on Google. Go ahead. I would have Shazam Spotify on them. sitting right here. Just, uh, what's that Shazam app? <laughs> right here on standby. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Now... We need you to tell us who this artist is. Now, we, we about to get gangster, because I am from Compton, so we about to get gangster, okay? We spit these L.I.P.s and we did the same thing real tough, like, you know, they so disobeyed. The homies done made it. I'm so weak, ladies. Got all the ladies. Oh. Nah, nah, don't try to play me. Who is that? I know who it is. I was about to say E40. Uh, that is E40. Ring, ring, ring. Okay, that is E40. Ring, ring, dog. Wait, here's the thing. Did you hear me say Nate Dog before you even played the song? No, I don't think I you heard that. I said Nate Dog before you even put the track on. Oh, well, I am a Nate Dog. I should get extra points for that. I love you. I should get extra points for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> this last one. We're not going to take you back in the day on this last one. We're going to take you back in the day-day. When you say it twice, it's oh. really extreme, okay? Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So tell us who sings this. Oh, 
down Who my heart. I went and saw them little niggas at the mall. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Damn, they was at they was at the Fox Hill Mall. And I saw the ass at the Fox Hill Mall. I know it too. I just cannot think of. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Dang, it's three of them, right? It's probably like four or five of them. (laughs) Four or five of them? Wait. Don't tell me. I'm sitting off here too, like, I can can give you you a hint. I know, I know who it is. I give you a hint. They're all brothers. Okay. Yes. Yes. And one of them was named Hakeem. The boys, yeah. That's it, yeah. There we go. I'm telling. I, I knew exactly. Okay. Yeah, thank okay. you for that. Well, that was a throwback song. I haven't heard that long time. You are officially all the way West Coast, okay? Right, because I got the extra point. West Coast. You know, that's right. <laughs> that was, I, I saw them at the Foxwood uh, Mall. I lost my mind. <laughs> you didn't put my whole thing so, out. Well, everybody know how I'm old as hell. Damn. <laughs> well, we know we, 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 uh, we all we all up there. Don't don't worry about it. you. Ain't alone. <laughs> oh, we all up there. Oh my God! Oh, yeah. I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. Do so we, now, before we, we uh, before we before we get out of here, what we're gonna do is we're gonna let you. We want you to talk about the app that you have. I mean, you got a lot of things going. So we want you to talk about some things that you have going. And people out there, if you do not follow her, you need to follow her. I mean, she's giving all kind of tips and. I mean, some of the stuff that you give out. I mean, that's how I check it. That's how I check to make sure I'm I'm on the right path and doing what I need to do. I'm looking at okay, all right, I got that right there. Okay, (laughs) so talk about a little bit of what you're doing. Okay, so for for the app um, that I built, which is Fist by Design, the app was actually a brick and mortar concept that I pivoted to an app, right? So the concept was pretty simple. I'm self-taught to sew, and I would make my little stuff. I was working in the call center, and I would make things for myself. And then when I would go to work, a lot of the women were like, where did you get that? And I had to tell them I made it. They didn't believe me. I had to show them the unfinished hymn. Then it was like, oh, you got to make this for me. You got to make this for me. And, again, I'm self-taught to sew. So when we sat down to think about it logistically, it was like, okay, I got to meet with you, measure you. We got to go to the fabric store. I got to. Take it home. I'm gonna fuck it up. Come back with you. Mm. It, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. Like it's it's not yeah. worth it for neither of us. And they kept asking, so I realized that what the women actually wanted was the creative freedom that I had to to express myself, mm. to be different, to stand out uh-huh. from people. So I said, okay, how can I get them this experience? Um, even and I can't fulfill it. So it hit me. I thought about modeling a nail shop, barbershop, business structure where there would be fashion designers who were formally trained that could rent, you know, stations out from me and then have the fabric on the other side. So the person could come in, meet with the designer, sketch it out, measure it, go over there, pick your fabric, boom, right? So that, the idea was born. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then, and then that's two revenue streams, income, right, rent and fabric store okay so then um as you know went through a few things whatever 2016 i decided to pivot to an app and have a nationwide reach no rent no you know i'm looking at these five-year leases for this space and 
all of this stuff. And I was like, yo, let me pivot to an app. Because I could still say the app goes and the app is just hella successful. I could still pivot back and do a flagship store, right? But let's do it this way, no cost, no overhead, so forth and so on. So the app functions with the same model that you go onto the app, you would be able to find what you need, fashion designer, stylist, tailor, shoe designer, all things fashion, and locate, you know, someone there who in your state, connect with them. You can submit them a request, and in the request, you get to tell them what you need, the date that you need it by, what your budget is, and you can send three reference photos so the designer can see what you need and what you're looking for and if they can execute it. That goes directly to the designer. There's no middleman. Uh, there is no broker in between, and it's direct communication. And so it's just connecting you. So I'm just like the facilitator connecting you with the people who are actually trained and know what the hell they're doing um, versus myself trying to execute. So last year I expanded to the cosmetology market as well. So now there are makeup artists, hairstylists, estheticians, uh, natural hairstylists, braiders, barbers, you know, whatever you want. In fact, um, got with, you know, my fam, Killer Mike. He has a swag shop in Atlanta, a barber shop. You can book the barbers from there through my app. I got with the good brother Ryan Henry from um, Nine Mag. He's been on Black Ink Chicago. You know, he has a tattoo, okay. so you can actually book through them. So, yeah, so wow. it's really simple. It's free for the customer, and it's $10 a month for the service providers. And there's no contract. It's month to month. If you don't like it, you can get fully prorated. So if you say, I don't like this by day 10, uh, once you're paying a membership fee, you'll get that $6.60, you know, for, for the remaining days of the month. Um, and there's no popularity algorithm. That's the one thing a lot of us are struggling for on Instagram, that, you know, they're not getting yeah. touched, they're not getting engagement, you know, it's a pay-to-pay yeah. system. And so this system is set up where it's geo-based. So if, say, you're in California and you open up the app, you're looking for a barber, it's going to populate the person to the top of the list who's physically closest to you, physically closest mm. to you. That's who's going to come to the top of the list. And there's exclusivity. Each category only has 25 service providers per state or per region if the state is, like California is too big to be one state, right? So you have to break that up in the regions. But it's only 25, Mm -hmm. so you never have to worry about, like, did they see me? Are they going to see me? It's a short list, you know, and it's quick and it's convenient. So that is the app. Fits by design, and it's on every platform. I'm on Apple, Android, Windows, Amazon, even dead-ass Blackberry. We on there. So <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Cat. That is awesome. 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 That yeah, really so it's is. been a so How um how can the people uh tell the people how they can get in touch with you? Um, you know, just give them your information and how they can find you. Now, okay, so I believe in consistency. Okay. This is another thing that we need to learn in our business, uh, if at all possible. Whatever your name is for your website, have it consistent through all your social media hints, right? Um, Don't be fits by design here and then fits underscore by underscore design over here and then write fits by design (laughs) underscore underscore. No, you want to be consistent. (laughs) Check 
on all platforms and squat on them shits, even if you don't use it. When you open up your business, you need to go and open up an account on every single platform. That way you can see if the name is – before you buy the domain, go to social media to see if somebody – because you'll buy the domain and somebody else got your shit, and now you're mad. So, you know, check that out. So I'm across evenly as fits by design with an S. We grown, not a Z. Uh, <laughs> everywhere, and then me. You can actually now go to aconundrum dot com. I just did that. You know, I never personalized myself as a brand. I was just most more so focused on the business and stuff. But um, now you can go to aconundrum dot com, and you can. It's simple. It's just really what I'm doing or what I'm up to. And every podcast or every interview and stuff like that, I put the link. So this link. You know, when you make that available, will also be there, so people dope. can hear it. Mm-hmm. That's dope. And Akinundrum is A K A N as a Nancy, U as a Nancy. I mean, U as a Nancy, U as a unicorn, N D R U M. Okay, um, really quick, um, before you get out of here, uh, speak about this real quick. Um, we have a lot of people that you know they run their business on Instagram, they run their business through Facebook. Talk about the importance of, like, pulling that traffic to your own domain, like your own site. Yeah, like yeah. you got to diversify. Yeah. You have to diversify your reach, your sales channel, and your platform because at the end of the day, if you are putting your system, Instagram and Facebook and all of these things, they're going to always be free because the moment you pay, they have contractual obligations to you. They're free. They can cut your ass off. Don't owe you no explanation. Okay? Mm-hmm. None. You don't have to. There's nothing mm-hmm. that they owe you. Um, some people, that's their whole livelihood. I would ask them, please, remember Vine. Remember Vine. People were mm. making money on Vine. Vine is gone. And the people yes. who were smart, they were uploading their content to Vine, Instagram, Facebook, you know, across several and building audiences across the different right. platforms. So that's number one. Number two, own your own platform. Find a way to make sure you have your email list and you're capturing these emails. Make sure you have a that's way right. to reach your customer and you're not beholden to Facebook or anything else because when they decide to cut you off, Everybody, your communication with all of your people are cut off. They won't know how to find right. you. They don't want know how to get to you. So your equity is is really your 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 currency is in your users. It's in owning your data list. It is in owning uh, the reachability and accessibility to your customers. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying get off the social media platforms. I'm saying make sure you own all them shit. And yeah, it gets hard because it's like I don't have time to be uploading to. Uh, Twitter and Tumblr and this, we're going to make it real easy. There's an app called IFTTT. If Can I this, say something real quick? That. Um, sure. I love that app. I saw you post it months ago. I got it, and it saved me so much time. <laughs> yes, yes. My husband is, my I love husband it. is right here staring at me because he told me about this. Every time I mention it now, it's like, you know how you get paid to pitch people? That's how I feel with him. Every time I mention it, I have to mention it. He told me about it two years ago. That right. And I didn't that right. listen. Yes. Now, he's, he's sitting there dancing like, yeah. Thank you, so, bro. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't listen. 
and it has been it was remarkable because just by concept, if this then that. So for anybody who doesn't know, basically what'll happen is you post to Instagram. Instagram, the verified Instagram account on this app has created what's called an applet, basically a mini program. What that program is gonna do is this. I think it runs cycles of like every hour. So when you post to Instagram, it's going to key in automation. And when the cycle runs, it's going to take your Instagram post for you, post it to Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Pinterest for you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be there. You don't have to log in. It posts. What's unique about that is, yes, Instagram has it where you can share. But if you share to Twitter, it's a link if it's a photo. It's a link. Well, it has yep. to be a, a yep. you know, yep. so you don't get the native picture. But with this app, it's the actual picture. That's number one. Number two, it posts to Pinterest for you. Instagram doesn't have that option. Now, I'm late to the game on Pinterest. I can't even lie. But what we got to understand, especially for us, most, <laughs> yeah, most of us are, are doing apparel type businesses, right? A lot of us. We have a product business. All right. Why is Pinterest so powerful? When people search, they go to Google. Let's suppose uh, Third's Eye View has a dope shirt and it's got, uh, shit, just pull something. It's a rabbit and, and he got a third eye on his forehead, okay? And I wanted mm-hmm. that rabbit third eye T-shirt. He's on Instagram. So when I go to Google, Instagram's image is not going to come up in the Instagram and in image search on Google, but Pinterest does. Okay, so I typed in rabbit third eye picture, and I go to images. Boom, there's that T-shirt. Pinterest has shoppable pins just like Instagram does. So I could go to third eye Pinterest and click that damn picture and buy that shirt. Okay. That's what makes Pinterest so powerful because when you go to image search, Pinterest comes up and populates all the time, like above most of the images, right? By me using that app, I used to have like maybe 46 people walk through viewership on my Pinterest page. I'm not on Pinterest, but it's posting to Pinterest. That shit increased to 20,000 views in a month just by using that. So I'm having another, it's like having a customer service rep out there ready to take orders for you, right, representing your band, putting your Tumblr and all of this kind of stuff. So that is a very powerful uh, sales channel to get onto. And for people who don't know, you can connect all of them shits with Shopify. 29 bucks, you post your stuff into Shopify, Shopify will post it into Facebook so you don't have to manually sit there and type that shit in with the variants and all that shit. (laughs) Shopify will also... Posted on some pictures for you. And if us, wow. when we talked about earlier, most of us are uh, uh, solopreneurs. You don't have a team. So you got to get mm-hmm. automated. You got to do every chance you get to have a service or something automated, meaning working for you with, you know, one tap or working on its own. That's what you got to do. Time. Major, Time major. Damn, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, well, so that would that would that yeah. would definitely those are jewels. And I have a lot more, you know, stuff like that. If you go to my page at Conundrum, everything is free. I try to really take things that are complex and simplify them. 
because uh, a lot of it is overwhelming. I basically created the page that I needed in 2013 when I was starting my entrepreneurial journey. That's what I that's what I did. Every question that I had, I tried to answer it on my page. Every resource that I would have loved to have found, I try to offer it on my page. So that's the part where I'm like, we got to be the change we want to see. You know, and I know for us, like I said, we're behind on this thing. Rockefeller was generating millions of dollars when we were still basically sharecropping. Okay? Like, we we that behind. Right now, Rockefeller's worth today would be $660 billion. That that would be worth today. So when you think about the generational learning that his grandkids, his kids passed down, his grandkids and all of that, we had people who didn't know how to read at that time. So I believe you can raise the ceiling if you don't lift the floor. Everybody asks me, like, why are you giving this stuff for free? I think this this is the only way we can do it. We got to disperse. I'm trying to spread this shit like chemtrails. You know, I'm like, throw it out there. (laughs) Put it out there. Whatever it lands, it lands. If it sticks, it sticks. But I believe this is the only way. We cannot hoard this information. I'm not saying don't get your work. If you know you you sell it, you got something of value. That's cool, that's cool. But damn, like you ain't gotta sell all of it. Some of it, you know. Somebody helps you, sell right. somebody else. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's right. I agree. That's right. I so and, you I know, so we uh, definitely appreciate. Um, you know, we all appreciate what oh, you bring to the yeah. table. I mean, it's always a pleasure when I scroll down my timeline and, like I said, to get those type of jewels. So people out there, um, if you don't follow her page. Definitely, you want to do that. That's Akanundrum. That's uh, A K A N U N D R U M. Okay, definitely check that out. Um, also, definitely, guys, you know, follow Gangsta Holistic. That's Gangsta Holistic everywhere. And also, y'all got to pick up that book, okay? Now, like I said, if y'all like that, that boring ass health and wellness, okay, don't get the book, okay? But if you like the content as well as some of the food that you're eating, then definitely go ahead and pick it up. That is Gangsta Holistic versus Value One, and that is on uh, Amazon. You guys go ahead and check that out. Also, um, check out GangstaHolistic.com. Subscribe. Uh, Third Eye, go ahead and give me your contact. Uh, Third Eye View on all platforms. Hey, King. Also, I have three ebooks that I created. I'm revising them, and as she's been talking, I'm actually going to be giving away for free. Um, there's something I created five to six years ago based on the needs of the people at the time. They're actually still relevant. Uh, one is the seven reasons why entrepreneurs uh, profit more than entrepreneurs. Also, how to transform your mind. And if you just go to my mm-hmm. page, read some of my posts, it's pretty much like a damn short ebook. Just uh, self centering yourself about kind of calling yourself out and just kind of healing yourself and things of that nature. And people ask me, like, why you write so many posts and so long posts, whatever? That's just what I feel. It's really for me, but thank you for listening and thank you for reading, but help, help, hope that it helps somebody else. So other than that, y'all can always find me. All right, all right. All across now, all the platforms, consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give, us, uh, mm-hmm. give us the last word to the people before uh, we uh, go ahead and get out of here. Oh, man, listen. Whatever you're going through, I promise you somebody else is going through, reach out 
Don't be afraid to be honest about your journey. That's how you're going to attract and connect people. Don't worry about looking perfect. Don't worry about, you know, like it's all together. Everybody, no one has it all together. So to be honest with you, where you will really start to attract your tribe is just being honest and connecting with people. And then you give other people permission to be open and honest about what they're going through. That's how we grow. And give. If you get content and it benefited you, share it. All right, all right. Yeah, all right, y'all heard it first Absolutely. here. You know what I mean? Barbershop Conversations, Gangsta the Holistic, and we will see y'all next week. Peace and love. Oh, no, wait. Oops. What did I win? <laughs>